It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy, which isn't going to be two hours tonight. We only have five pre-signs, uh, six if you count me. So it's wild tonight. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's a boycott of Mutiny Radio happening right now or what's going on. But uh, we are going to have. The smallest happy hour I think I've ever had, but hey, I'm sure we'll be mighty. We're going to hold for a little bit just to wait for, I mean, at least all five people to be here, and then uh, and then we'll make them stay for each other so there'll be an audience. So, boy, oh boy, if this is um, representational of what's going to be happening in the future, Mutiny Radio's falling apart. Uh, hey, help us stay alive by... Buying your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's kind of the only thing that's going to save us. I'm going to try to be positive, but everything's falling apart and we can't pay the rent. So we're probably going to dump the space in February. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Everything gets more expensive. And for whatever reason, we are not popular right now. So, hey, I hope that you're listening and I hope that you keep listening because we've got... Jared Senna, Sean Durham, Puneed, Shakur, Ian Langlands, and Tony, who is new. And I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Again, uh, please buy your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And if you see anything online, like it and share it just because. Be super, that's super helpful for us. All right. Again, we're going to hold for a little bit, and then we'll be back with comedy here on Mutiny Radio.
sort of have a quorum for comedy i don't think jared's gonna make it but oh well uh hey we'll do five minute sets instead of four so lucky you uh clap your hands together for your first comedian everybody sean darren what's up Okay, it's gonna be a lot of freestyling here. Um, I, I've I have a lot of anxiety. Make some noise if you don't like attention being brought to you. All right, cool. We didn't get the joke. That's fun. Let's go, guys. Let's have a good time. I uh I I get anxiety though about like really stupid things like anything I'm interested in I don't I'm like afraid that people find out like I really love uh video games or right? I even like watch them on my phone but if I'm in public and anyone walks by me I feel like have this insane urge to just cover it and hide as if anything I'm doing is important to anyone and I don't know, I used to think there was something wrong with me because of it, but like as I got older, I was like, I, I think I think a little bit of shame for what you're into is good. It keeps you in check. Cause like without any shame is how we got golf. They wouldn't wear those outfits if they had any shame. Like they took exercise out of that sport. They wouldn't even jog to get the balls. I'd like to see some defense out there. I want to see someone lining up to putt and get blindsided. Okay. I don't want to do any more golf jokes. I'm going to move on. Uh, do uh, You guys do those... Those sexual harassment trainings every year? You guys got those? Okay. Good. Not just me. Um, 
I find I, I've always thought that those are odd because they're like so easy that people that are doing the harassing still get all the questions right. It's like a lesson you're not supposed to actually learn anything from. You should gain no new information taking those. It's not the moment in your life that you should realize like, oh, it's not cool to walk around the office giving surprise massages. I thought I was boosting morale. Okay, let's you. Yeah, well, yeah I'm, I'm going to keep going with this one. I'm just going to get used to the fact that this is what it's going to be like the whole night. It's good. Hope that wasn't a video you took of me earlier, by the way. Good. I mean, I know it's being videoed, but. Oh, good. Good. Thank God. Okay. Yeah, Um. so I used to be a teacher. So, like, every year we would take those, but. There's a second version. It's like the mandated reporter, which there's some important information, but the other thing is they sneak in these questions that are basically like the sexual harassment questions, but about your students. And it's really weird. Like like one of the questions, like word for word said, um, is it appropriate to approach a child and hug them? As long as they don't say no. Like, what? How am I supposed to answer that? It, it depends. Am I hard? Okay. We're all here now. Let's spend another minute on this topic and then I'll get off. Okay. No, I, I I found it I found those weird because I'm like, why would you be hiring teachers if you didn't think they already knew this information? Like we have to prove to you that we're not pedophiles annually. Like there's gonna be one year I walk in and I'm like, I don't know. 31's feeling different. I think I wanna try something new. Children. Okay, that's been my time. Uh, thank you for letting me go through this. John Durham, John Durham. The skin master just walked in. Dr. Skin, that's exciting. Haven't seen you in a while. Nice to see you. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Hune Shakur. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, I know it doesn't look like it, but my last name is Shakur. Uh, and growing up, I was overweight, so kids used to call me Two Plate Shakur. Was, um, I can tell how far from the Bay Area I'm getting based on the type of comments I get. Like, if I get too far up north, a cashier at Walgreens will look at me and be like, hey, I recently watched Life of Pi. And I'll be like, that's crazy because I recently watched Forrest Gump, you know. All right. Um, I was dating this girl. Okay, that's a lie. I went on three dates with this girl. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm going to go to Hawaii for a week. And then she said, uh, my grandpa's always wanted to go to Hawaii, but he died. And I was like, yeah, I heard that does happen to grandpas. Um, and then she said, can you take his ashes with you? 
and spread them in Hawaii. And I was like, it's weird request for a fourth date, you know, like we don't even share the same glass yet. That's a lot of trust to put in me. Honestly, you could probably take him to Santa Cruz. He's never been to Hawaii. He won't know the difference. It's the same ocean. Um, but I did it. And it's not the worst thing I've ever done to get laid, but it is the weirdest. Um, that girl was biracial. And now that I'm looking at my dating history, I realize I date a lot of biracial girls. I think it's because I'm indecisive. Uh, and I, I like variety packs. Um, my current girlfriend, she's half white. Or she's half Swedish, actually, and half El Salvadorian, which all that means is we pregame for Ikea with tequila. Uh, all right. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but sometimes Facebook will be like, do you want to see what you posted 13 years ago? And I am never interested. But one day I was curious. So I looked it, I looked it up, and uh, I posted, uh, for real, for real, I fucks with big booty bitches. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I could have posted that yesterday. 15-year-old me, I had my sense of identity down. Um, I think all demons are probably boomers. I don't know. I've been watching scary movies, and it always seems like it's property crime that these demons are committing. Like, uh, like my lease ends next week. Like, you can smear blood on the walls and rattle the building. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to get my security deposit anyway. I think if demons were younger, it would, it would be better. I think they would haunt more effectively. Like if a demon was younger, they wouldn't like smear blood on the wall. They would take your phone and post racial slurs on LinkedIn. You know, that's a real haunting. Um, yeah, I'm not scared of like a demon crawling on the ceiling, but I am scared of like a demon taking my phone and posting my nudes on Instagram. You know, that's, um, uh, um, I like that TV is getting more representative of uh, different cultures. I just think I wish that The Bachelor for their next season would choose a Muslim bachelor just because they could choose to marry all of them. You know, <laughs> they don't have to. No one has to lose. That's it. That's it. That's that. That's all. Uh, one day I was on BART and a guy jumps on the BART car and he was like, Nobody move, I'm robbing the car. And I look around to get a temperature of the car, and I realize it's a really bad day for me to have forgotten my headphones because no one else had heard this guy. Um, I'm the only one that heard him, and he knows I heard him. But then he just went and sat down. And I've never been robbed before, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it usually goes. But a couple stops goes by, and then he's like, I'm either going to smoke weed or I'm going to get violent. And then he pulls out a blunt, and I was like, oh, thank God, you know because I thought he wanted my weed. Um, and then a couple more stops goes by, and then he's like, I think I'm going to get violent. And I was like, whoa, whoa, man, that was not the deal I just heard you make with yourself. Um, all right. I think that's all I have. We'll give time back to the room. Thank you. We're moving right along here on this uh, this itty bitty list. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ian Langland. All right, what's up, everybody? How are we? Are we good? Good. Um, my grandma passed away a couple years ago, 
And uh, I, it's this weird thing that happens when like something bad happens to you or family member. People will come up to you and they'll be like, if there's ever anything you need, do not hesitate to reach out. I feel like it's kind of like a broad thing to say to someone. So I just replied, I was like, you know what would really make me feel better? An eight ball of cocaine. That's what Meemaw would have wanted. So figure it out. That's really what I need. They either do that or they bring you food. Those are the two options. They like like to bring you food. It's like, also, you're under the presumption that your cooking is good enough to make anybody feel better. And I don't think that's true necessarily. So you don't even season your food, Aunt Carol. This is This is going to make me wish I died along with my grandmother if I eat this shit. Take this away and come back with an eight ball of cocaine. That way I'll be high enough. I'll eat whatever the fuck I want. Okay? Uh, I was watching football on uh, Sunday. It's this funny tradition they do before the football games is they fly like military planes over the stadium. I think that's like a, such a funny thing to do as if they're like striking fear into Charger fans in case they like have a terrorist attack planned. <laughs> they're like, we got to make sure they know who's in charge. Also, like, our military spending is, like, higher than 90% of the world's economy. And they're like, what do you guys do with all that money? You're like, we just fucking build planes and do flips and shit with them before football games. It's pretty cool. You guys should try it sometime. It's really nice. On that topic, 9-11 did just happen. Uh, I, was t- I was two years old when 9-11 happened. And uh, everybody's always like, uh, never forget. And I'm like, I don't remember. So that's not fair. But people, they, when I tell them I was too young, they always ask me, they're like, well, okay, well, what's your 9-11? Like, what's a traumatic event that happened to you that changed your life? I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, you know, it could be COVID. It could be the stock market crash. I think it was when they uh, recalled Pluto as a planet. I think that's what did it for me. I was like, who do I have to kill? I have to invade NASA? Let's fucking do it. Let's go right now. I don't even care. <laughs> I'll kill whoever. All right. Uh, the person the person I lost my virginity to is now non-binary, which is totally chill. I just want to know, what does that mean for me, you know? Like, am I gay is the question. Am I gay? You guys, Am I gay on a technical... Do I have to come out to my parents? I just want to know. I just want to know the rules. I don't know the rules. I'll be gay on a technicality. It'll, it'll be me and Obama. We'll go together. Me... You guys hear about Obama's gay now? You guys hear about that? There's a letter there's a letter that came out when he was in college. He wrote a letter, he said he said, I've been with men sexually, but only in the imagination. Fucking join the club, Obama. Like <laughs> we've all been if that makes you gay, everybody's gay, okay? I don't think that that's I don't think that, that makes you gay. <laughs> At least I hope not. Otherwise I gotta call my mom after this. Um all right. Uh I found that it's uh it's very hard to be like a supportive boyfriend, but also progressive. It's like hard to be both of those things. My girlfriend, she's very insecure about her weight. She's like, I don't like my body. I feel like I'm gaining too much weight. And I'm like, hey, stop that. You're not fat, okay? But hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, all bodies are beautiful, okay? You shouldn't even be saying stuff like that. Actually, you could say whatever you want. You're an independent woman. Uh, do what you got to do. You're just beautiful and lovely and so hot. But I'm not objectifying you, okay? You also have a tenacious work ethic, and that's why I love you. <laughs> Okay, good. There we go. Check that one off. Um, I like I like listening. I like rap music. <laughs> That's the end. 
No, I like I like rap. I like rap because like I'm I'm very insecure. It's kind of like Sean's joke a little bit actually. I'm like insecure about what I like, so it's just nice to hear the music be advocated for in the songs. I'm like I don't know if this is a cool thing to listen to, and they're like this is the greatest album of all time. I'm like okay, this is good. I'll be in a conversation. People will be talking about music. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Best album of all time. I'm like, yeah. Have you heard Finally Rich by Chief Keef? Now that's an album. Okay. All right. Moving along. We'll do one more. I uh, uh, During the pandemic, I subscribed to my first OnlyFans. I did. I caved. Uh, it, you, you know, subscribing to an OnlyFans is kind of like being an NBA scout. Because you're like, look, I've been watching you for a long time on Instagram, and we're going to decide to give you a contract. We're going to invest. And we, we like what you got. We're going to give you a month's contract. We're just going to see how it goes. And if it goes well, we're going to keep paying you. But it didn't feel good, honestly. It didn't feel good subscribing to the only thing. You know how horny you have to be to like, retrieve your wallet? I didn't like that part. I go get my. I, I, I got like Google what a CVV is with my pants around my ankles. It's not good. I'm like scanning the back of my debit card, but like my flaccid wiener is also in the frame. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta change some things. Okay, all right. That's all I got. Thank you so much, Pan. Bye. Ian Langland, ending on a dick joke like a professional. Very nice. Uh, your next comedian's new to the room, and. I'm excited to see you. I think you're way too pretty to be a comedian, but you're uh, good luck. It's not you, Johnny. Put your hands together for Tony, everyone. Okay, I want to know if anybody else has had this experience. Uh, I took a COVID test recently put the swab up one of my nostrils, pulled it out, giant booger on it, you know, and then it says you're supposed to put it straight into your other nostril. So I did, and then, you know, swabbed it around, pulled it out, but no booger. Um, so basically it was like a booger transplant, but I know it's like my nostrils and my boogers, but I just still didn't feel right about it. It was weird. Um, any fans of Aaliyah in the house? Aaliyah, she's good, yeah. Um, I really like her song, Are You That Somebody? Um, and I forgot what I was gonna say about it. Um, oh, Timbaland starts out the song and he says, and I quote, um, dirty south, da-da-dirty, dirty, dirty. can't y'all really feel me? East coast feel me, west coast feel me. But what about the Midwest? I just wonder if the people there are like, wait, I, I feel you too. Um, and now let's talk about Aaliyah's part. You know, she was 15 years old when she married R. Kelly when he was 27. And throughout the whole song, there's these baby noises in the background. They're like, ah! And I, I feel like she's like trying to tell us something. She's like, help, I'm, I'm just a baby. Get me out of here. Um, you know, and the song's called Are You That Somebody? And I want to go back in time and tell her like, no, he's not that somebody. Get out. He's peeing on underage girls. He's not that somebody. Run. Um... Anybody else in here have depression? Yeah, I know I know more than that, do because you're at an open mic on a Friday night. 
Um, I've got uh, what my doctors call major depressive disorder. So I got a double shot of Depresso. Uh, I uh, one time was sobbing so hard, I went to go call my friend and my iPhone told me that my red and swollen face couldn't be recognized. So I had to put in my ID and I just started sobbing even harder. I was like, now you're just rubbing it in. Um, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a veterinarian, um, but my doctors put me off of work, so now I'm just another disabled vet, um, but not even the honorable kind. I just pet puppies and kittens all day, and sometimes I kill them. And that's a euthanasia joke. Uh, I have hip dysplasia. Um, I went to the doctor and when he told me that I was kind of confused. I was like, isn't that a dog thing? Like I treat German shepherds with that and he thought he was super clever and he was like, yeah, you know what? They, they say that old saying, you know, you are what you treat. <laughs> um, but then I went on this antidepressant that has a side effect of uh, increasing your prolactin levels, which makes you lactate. And so now I'm over here lactating with nary a baby in sight, and I'm like, God damn it, that doctor's right. I'm turning into a fucking cow now. Um, and uh, I have a shower chair, because uh, I'm a fall risk. Uh, I moved into a new apartment, and uh, you know it comes with one of those rain showers that you know dribble water down on you it's supposed to be super luxurious but in my case i just sit in my shower chair and waterboard myself every day um and i think that's about it thanks keep your hands clapping for tony the veterinarian that's so exciting i'm sorry you have hip dysplasia my dog uh my ex-husband was a veterinarian yeah, and um, he, he one time I saw the fistulated cow where you could put your hand in and watch the. Yeah, did you go to Davis? Oh right, they, they never take their own. Did you go to Purdue? Where'd you go? You went to the Caribbean. That's so cool. Okay, I I want to be friends with you. I love veterinarians. They have all the good ketamine. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Johnny Knutson. Wipe that dirty smirk off your face, Knutson. <laughs> My face. Uh, this is weird. We're in a room with a, uh, well, can't really say what I was going to say because Pam's wearing a visor, but I was going to say there is uh, almost majority hat wearers in the vicinity, which uh, a lot of people hide in their balding, uh, if you ask me. Oh, I don't know. I think, uh, is that, am I like a prop comic if I like do that? I don't know. I think we should, that's a yes. Okay, I think everyone would be better if they were prop comics. Um, all right, I've, uh, I've been thinking about some things, uh, and I have thoughts, like most people. And, um, you know, I was thinking how, like, we call thin people skinny, you know? Like, to me, that doesn't make any sense, because fat people have way more skin than thin people, you know? So, if anything, we should be calling the fatties the skinnies, you know? And the skinny is what they are. Disgusting, <laughs> you know? Eat some hot dogs or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I just think hot dogs are funny. You could really eat anything. <laughs> um, what's going on with me? I got, uh, I got these blue pants. What's up, Jared? 
Uh, I got blue pants on. Uh, my cousin, who's very gay, gave them to me. And um, it doesn't really matter. But what matters is he gave them to me, and I couldn't really figure out why he was, like, pawning off his clothes to his cousin. But then I realized, because uh, there's, like, a hole right on the crotch, right that uh, is growing, and it's hard to wear the pants without thinking about the hole right above the dick. So I called my cousin. I'm like, yo, what's up? Why'd you give me these pants? He's like, no reason. I'm like, I think there's a reason why you gave me. It's all to say you should not get pants from your cousins, people. You should probably get them from the store uh, when in doubt. Yeah. Go uh, the pant route from the, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. I uh, I got some buddies, you know, and I got buddies, you know, right? <laughs> got, uh, I got more buddies than friends, I think. Uh, I got buddies, though, that like uh, they call working out training, you know, like they call going to the gym and doing like 20 push-ups, five pull-ups and a couple sit-ups training. And that irritates me to no end for some reason, you know, because these guys like on any given weekend will drink about like 40 to 70 beers and then go to the gym on Sunday <laughs> And be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I gotta go train. I'm like, dude, I can literally see your liver through your. I can't see. I can't. I just see it. I thought that was funny, so I just say it. But they do say that, and it does irritate me. Uh, I was also watching football uh, over the weekend, and uh, I got like friends. I would be like, man, I could have been so sick. You know, I could have could have played in the NFL. I'm like, no, you couldn't. <laughs> You're basically saying like, man, if I was born a black guy, 6'6", lived in Texas in like the early to mid to late 90s, really anytime, probably in the 2000s too, I could have played in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. This is weird. I got to say, <laughs> this is really weird. I, uh, I, I'm wearing a hat, you know, because I think I'm hotter when I wear a hat, you know, like I don't. I don't really take my hat off these days, but also because I have like a head wound right now. So I have a massive head wound that, okay, I don't have a head wound. I had a mole removed from my scalp. Uh, and uh, I got a massive Band-Aid on my head. <laughs> and it's so embarrassing because the doctor was like, that could be cancerous. And uh, he cut out a mole from my head. And... Uh, I felt violated, I got to say. He's, they're taking my babies away from me, you know? <laughs> they're taking my baby, my precious moles away from me. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> I, I played hockey as a child in California, so I was obviously not good at it because there's like five hockey teams in California if you're a kid. And uh, like half my team was black. So uh, that was pretty sweet, you know, because that itself is kind of like an anomaly. But like, it's weird because we would play, we were like U12 boys and we would play like the U15 girls and it was always like really competitive, you know, and we didn't like that at all because they were good and they would beat us and they were girls. And one day we got in like a line brawl with them. We literally got into a fight with these girls and we lost. And uh, I got to get that off my chest. It's been sort of weighing on me. But really, I don't know what's like rare, what's more rare, you know, like a bunch of black kids losing a fight or a bunch of black kids playing ice hockey in California. 
but it's probably a bunch of black kids losing a fight playing ice hockey in California. And uh, all right, I'm going to leave. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Pam. Johnny Knutson, again, talking about skin with your mole removal. Every time, every set has some skin component in it. Um, um, guys who walked in, are either one of you, did you want to go up or are you just audience? Are you audience people? Or did you want to, did you want to, did you want to tell jokes? Okay, just checking. Uh, all right, put your hands together for Jared Senna. Two black guys in a row. All right, I'm excited. Uh, what's up guys? My name is Jared. Uh, I'm a video editor in the daytime, unpaid video editor. Um, it helps me a lot with my comedy because I'm always recording myself. That way, if I do bad at a show, I can always just look back at the footage and manipulate it to make myself look good. Like right now, this joke fucking bombed, but it's going to become a hit in post-production. All right, fast start. Let's go. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I uh, graduated here from Massive State with a degree in creative writing. I don't know if you guys know what creative writing is, but it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. Thank you. All right, this guy's tight. Um, I think the hardest part about creative writing wasn't really the work. It was telling people what my favorite books were because there are a lot of books out there and I haven't read any of them. Like not a zilch. I can't even tell you what basic high school books are. I can't tell you what Of Mice and Men is about. Last thing I read with a mouse in it was the one where you're not supposed to give it a cookie. Even then, I had to look at the Cliff Note versions for that because it was too long. Um, yeah. Um, but I did learn a lot from creative writing. I did learn... It did help me with my comedy a lot. Uh, not enough, apparently, but it did help. It, hel it helped me... Uh, one of my professors told me was that in order to be a good writer, I have to read a lot. So I've been reading a lot of notebooks I've stolen from other comedians. Yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, why don't Californians own guns? Because they're always... All right. Wow, hot room. Hot room. This is the best I've ever done. Um, all right. Um... You know, um, I'm from San Diego. Um, San Diego's a bit more conservative than San Francisco. Uh, I was called weird a lot growing up, but I find that I fit in a lot more now that I moved here to San Francisco. Now no one judges me as I loot Walgreens and turn children into drag queens. All right, that's a stupid joke. Um, but, uh, but no, um... You know, San Diego and San Francisco, they seem like different cities, but they're very similar in many ways. While San Francisco has a very visible LGBTQ community, San Diego has the Navy. So equally, they're just as gay. It's just one city is more obvious, and the other city is San Francisco, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, I'd like to clarify I'm not homophobic, I have a lot of friends in the Navy. Um, San Francisco does got a lot of gay people, though. That's cool. I fuck with the gays. I do. 
say that because I dated a bisexual woman once. Um, it was a real eye-opening experience for not just for me, but for her too. I realized you need to be more empathetic towards what gay people go through. And she realized that she doesn't like men. Yeah. I'm like the gateway drug to becoming a lesbian. Like, I'm five foot two, I have a septum piercing, and I have a little bit of a mustache. I look like a lesbian. Yeah, but the problem is I'm still a man. Still do man things. Like, my therapist told me that my biggest problem is mistaking women being friendly as sexual attraction. I was like, how do you know it's true? And she says, because you're leaning in for a kiss right now. All right. I'm, um... Yeah. Uh, Pam, how much time do I have left? Less than a minute. Okay. All right. You know what the fucking problem is with Asians? Is that I don't have enough time to finish this joke. All right? That's my time. You guys have been awful. I have been amazing. Let's give it up for Pam. Jurison, everyone. All right, we've made it to your last comedian, and it's me. I'd like to thank you all for staying. Thank you for staying after your sets. Sean Durham, that cunt. Right? Two left, he can't stay. What, you gotta go to another open mic. Oh, another important open mic. Fuck that guy and anyone else who left. But thank you for staying and thank you for staying and thank you for staying and thank you for staying. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. It's nice to see you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, I just I just love it. Comedians are such assholes. Uh, they really are. I don't know why you want to start doing this, sweet. You're such a nice, and you have a real skill. You're a veterinarian. That's incredible. I, I actually, my ex-husband was a veterinarian and uh, he was an emergency veterinarian. So I never saw him. <laughs> it was great. No, it was terrible. When I was in Davis, he was at Davis and when I was there with him, I had to learn a lot about veterinary medicine because um, otherwise I wouldn't have any friends. You have to learn all about gastric torsion. And I know just enough to be dangerous, veterinary medicine. I'm just, she's gonna, we're gonna be friends someday, hopefully. I'm sorry you have hip dysplasia. My, my ex-husband actually, my, my dog Flame, who was a rescue greyhound from Mexico, his ear was tattooed, right? He was like a real a real Mexican dog, and he got um, osteosarcoma in his femoral head, and so my ex-husband did the surgery, and he resected our dog's hip. None of this is funny. I'm just talking veterinary stuff with you. That's, I, miss, I miss it a little. I miss, I miss veterinary medicine a little. Uh, why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. He tried to steal my joke. It was cute. That was fun. It was. They're just words. Just words. You've heard some words tonight. Some have been political. Some have been important. I think words are magic. I say words are witchcraft. That's why we call it spelling. I love wordplay. I don't know why people don't like wordplay. I think it's wild. Do you, are you single? Do you date? Oh, wow. Right? Cool. I might, I might switch teams for you. No, I'm, I'm also very, very single. There's nothing on the horizon for me. It's very sad. I've also never internet dated. So a lot of people say that this is why I have no success meeting people is I'm not meeting them on the internet like normal people, I guess. Because <laughs> who would meet in public? 
But I, I was trying to meet men in public. I was outside a bar smoking, looking for hot guys, as one does. And a fire truck rolled up. And out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. Yeah, one of them had an axe. Oh. And they ran up into a building to save someone from an opiate overdose. And then they came right back down because that person clearly dead. <laughs> okay, you, don't be scared. It's San Francisco. Well, you know how it is. And I felt brave and I felt kind of cute and I waved at a fireman. And he waved back. So I gave him a little shoulder and a little wiggle. And he rang the bell. Ring-a-ding. We were vibing. But I'm so stupid. I didn't take down the number of the truck. How am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman again? So I have a plan. I'm going back to the same bar on the same day at the same time. And I'm going to pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. And then woo, 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 woo. See, that's my personal version of Tinder. And a long way to go for wordplay, but I'm glad you were on board with me. That's good. My grandma always said, ugly people fuck too, Pam. I haven't had sex in uh, the entire summer. It's been, uh, I haven't, not since the beginning of June. It's very, very sad. I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely that I masturbate to podcasts. That's a fact. I like to hear the voices. It's good. No, I am. I'm, I'm really lonely. I, I don't know why my grandma said that. I'm like, I don't really understand. Like, am I ugly? Am I good looking? I'm not sure how that worked. But I was eight. So why? <laughs> why, grandma? What are you talking to me about? She's dead now. It's fine. I am just ridiculously single. Are, is you, are you the dad of this person? Oh, all right. You're, you're both pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. Usually I ask, like, is your dad cute? And he is. Is your dad rich? Oh, really? It's okay. I'm a socialist. It doesn't matter. How much do you hate your mom? Ooh, I could be the perfect puzzle piece. This could be great. I could really solve all the family difficulty at, um, at, at, a, at a Thanksgiving. Like, do you like ketamine? We could party. <laughs> I want to be, be your stepmom is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm tired of being a strong, independent woman. I want, you're giving me some in-ground pool vibes. I want, I'm so tired of being strong and independent. And I just put feminism back 40 years. But that's, that's okay. I could be your stepmom. I have abortions older than most of this room. <laughs> so that's, I had my first abortion in 1995. You're welcome. I only have one regret about my first abortion, and that's that I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> right? That's, thank you. Um, okay, well, we did it, friends. I hope that we get to see Tony again someday. Thank you, too, for coming in off the street. Uh, I'll say one last thing. I am a Monet. I look good from far away. But then you get up close... And you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? 
ketamine. That's <laughs> there's a theme here. All right, thanks everybody for being here. Thank you so much for staying, all of you. I really like this warms the cockles of my heart that these four comedians stayed and that you're always here supporting and that you came to support live comedy. So thank you for doing that. Uh, tomorrow we have a show at two o'clock at Atlas Cafe, which is right down the street. Sunday at six o'clock at Barbary Coast, the Danker Side of Comedy. Check us out, all of our events and. Buy your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. You can get a festival pass for only $150. Wow, what a steal. And have access to all 36 shows and all the workshops, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's in October. Take a flyer. Again, thank you all for being here. Have a great Friday. Bye.
all that black plastic. It's gonna be a what is it, Sam again? What's it gonna be? Tell me, tell me. Tell them it's going to be a rock and roll. Come shout and sing, join in the ring. It could be queen or it could be king. You go your way and I'll go mine. As long as you just make it fine. It rain or shine, some drinking wine. Some even dress like Frankenstein. Move up your waist, your body line. But just you do it right on time. No wild thing. It is a wild thing.
Oh, 
something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being drawn Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Every time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down A field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and they're carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Your life it will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line The man come and take you away We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going We better stop Now, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going We better stop
you in the back. <laughs> Let me tell you about my girl. If Jesus came to your house to spend a day or two, if he came unexpectedly, I wonder what you'd do. When you saw him coming, would you meet him at the door with arms outstretched in welcome to your heavenly visitor? Or would you need to change some things before you let him in, like burn some magazines and put the Bible where they'd been? Could you let Jesus walk right in, or would you rush about to hide your worldly music and put some hymn books out? Oh, I know that you'd give your nicest room to such an honored guest, and all the food that you would serve him would be the very best. And you'd keep assuring him that you were glad to have him there, that serving him in your house was joy beyond compare. But would your family conversation keep up its normal pace? And would you find it hard each meal to say a table grace? And what about the songs you sang, the books you like to read? Would you let him know the things on which your mind and spirit feed? Would you be glad to have him meet your very closest friends? Or hope that they'd stay away until his visit ends? Would you take him with you everywhere that you'd plan to go? Or maybe change your plans for just a day or so? Would you be glad to have him stay forever on and on? Or sigh a sigh of great relief when finally he had gone? You know, it might be interesting to know the things that you'd do if Jesus came in person to spend some time with you.
troubles you Don't worry, don't be blue Or chuck it Chuck it in a bucket Oh, chuck it Chuck it in the deep blue sea When bills are piling high When rent is due, don't cry Just chuck it Chuck it in a bucket Chuck it Chuck it in the deep blue sea So have your fun Wherever you are You won't live as long And you won't go as far Life is just a loaded cigar You're not gonna marry a movie star So chuck it Chuck it in a bucket Chuck it, chuck it in the deep blue sea. When old man gloom comes by, give him the evil eye and chuck him. Chuck him and duck him. Oh, chuck him, chuck him in the deep blue sea. Though the good times won't seem to roll you have an empty bed and an empty bowl you got your rod and your fishing pole you've always got your jelly roll so chuck it chuck it in the bucket oh chuck it chuck it in the deep blue sea left a hop, so chuck it, chuck it in a bucket, oh chuck it, chuck it in the deep blue sea, look at the side that's bright, and when they turn out your lights, just chuck it, chuck it in a bucket, I was taught how to play piano by Escarita and a fellow by the name of James. So the influence of Escarita on Little Richard, or vice versa, is really there. It's definitely yeah, the piano. Uh, I, Tell me it's, about it's him, strange. because a lot of people compare you it's to strange, him. strange, Roger. Uh, he was inspired by me to be in show business, but I was inspired by him because when I first met him, I met him at the bus station. One night I couldn't sleep in my hometown. I would sit there all night and watch people get off the bus, you know, you know, you understand. And, and everybody's going to, and he got off. I said, oh.
picture here. Let's hold that up to the mic of, uh, <laughs> so our listeners can see it. <laughs> and you look at this picture and you say, the, the, you know, that, what's happening now? The high top of Papadour? He really got his hair. Everything. The book made a mistake there. He really got his hairstyle from me. And Doc, you know, that was a mistake. He got his hairstyle from I mean, me. That's right. Uh, um, but he taught me how to play piano. He was playing one mint julep. Right. By the Clovers. Right. And, and, and it